Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Single digit days away, August 26th, Irish laying 20 and a half to the Navy midshipmen. It's almost here. The real thing, not these Civil War reenactments that you're watching on the weekends in the NFL. No, the real deal. It's almost here. Hi and hello and welcome to Minus Three presented as ever by Omaha. Eddie Spaghetti ready to root on those Irish. He's still wearing that Giants hat, even though last week we did our NFC East preview with our pal Nick Costas and Costas, the Giants fan was wearing his analyst visor, and he said the Giants are not going to be good. And he went even further. When Spaghetti tried to express some optimism for their mutual favorite team, he called him a clown. That wasn't nice. Spaghetti's decided he's sticking with his Giants. Today, we're going to get to the NFC South. We'll dabble in the AFC South as well with a guy who is the boots on the ground there in ACC slash SEC country down in Carolina. Our guy, a former Shecky Award winner, uh, Will Branson, one of the best in the business, host of the Pick 6 podcast and beyond. Looking forward to chopping it up with him. Spaghetti, you still excited about the Irish? I'm very excited about the Irish. I know we talked a little bit about that on uh, EP, but I think their roster is great. I think year two of uh, Coach Freeman is going to be awesome. He's getting nice and uh, comfortable and doing a great job in the recruiting trail. And I think the rosters has a great mix of just stud veteran players and a lot of good young faces there. And the addition of uh, transfer Sam Hartman uh, going from where he was, where he was kind of a star, you know, a, a diamond in the rough to now on a, a team that actually can contend. Uh, it's going to be a pretty exciting year for me. Uh, with they, the college ranks and the pro ranks. If they, I mean, the big one for them is Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, people people get amnesia about what happens when Notre Dame is good and relevant. People get wild about them. They are the national team. And if they're good and they beat the Buckeyes, the Sam Hartman Heisman candidacy will be untracked. You need to get on it now is the trick while the odds are super long against Hartman. He should have a big year there in Freeman's sophomore year as the head man in uh, Notre Dame. Let's see what the Pitt Panthers have to say about it, though. Let's see before you get too excited about your Irish there, Spaghetti. Um, You know what? Let's talk. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk some college football. I do know we're going to talk some pigskin with one of the best guys out there doing it. Will Brinson, let's get to it right now. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar's Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with 
with Kansas Cross and Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Here he is, the aforementioned Shecky Award winner for our favorite non-football playing guest in at least one year in the rearview mirror. Not unlike Nick Costos was. He was with us last week, was Costos. Mm. Now his arch nemesis, you know him from the <laughs> Pick 6 podcast. It's a daily show. He's on it at least three times a week, as is our pal Katie Mox over there. He's an NC State lover. He's a bearded fella. He's our pal. He's Will Brinson. What's the poop, fella? Happy football season. Hey, Shaq. Good to be here. Um, yeah, I was on uh, Boxing Bats, uh, another Omaha uh, productions set up right with uh, with Katie Mox. We 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 shot the shot the stuff. Um, football, I was in know, with Mox a couple few weeks ago. I had bad news for her about Brock Purdy, but you know, mm, for the most she part, she does not want to hear that. No, no. I, you know, yeah. I, I I assume Niners fans don't want to hear that noise. I still say that you know you're there in SEC ACC country, and oh, yeah. so. We love to do every year now. I think this might be like what year six, seven, dude. I think it's eight more. I think it's like us ranking QBs. We might be. You know what we should do is um, we need to figure that out and do a ten year like anniversary of it and rank the best NFC South quarterbacks of the past ten years. We could have Eddie Spaghetti just cut out the last two minutes that we've spent together here and pretend this is year 10. No one would know the difference, That's but what's true. done is done one year from now, join us for the 10th anniversary of Brinson and Damashek ranking NFC South quarterbacks, which was an exercise that was a lot more satisfying when we started doing it because sure. then you had arguably like three hall of fame quarterbacks that we were trying to, to assess. Now, we're down to Desmond Ritter, like Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. So, okay. So at any given point of these rankings, mm. we have had at least one Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFC South because okay, Drew right, Brees yeah. and Tom Brady. Sure. Right. So like 
we, I believe that we may have started. Jameis was in the initial rankings, I think. Because we didn't have any Josh Freeman action, right? No. So that would have been, yeah, that would have been 2015. That's where I think it, it was Jameis's rookie year. Oh, you know what inspired this? As a matter of fact, that's exactly right. It was 2015 because what uh, what um, I noticed and brought to you, this and you were nine. one of the you were you were one You're of right? the one of the three other human beings who gave a crap about the the stupid observations I make that are irrelevant in the world. Except not true, me. but sure, yeah. The NFC South QBs in 2015 were Cam Newton wearing number one, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston wearing number two. That's right. Breeze wearing number nine. The single digits. And Matt Ryan yeah, was, wearing number six. Number two. Matt or Ryan. Number two. That's number right. Yeah, two, yeah, yeah. The only which was division the lowest with combined all six, jersey yes. number total. That we, and we went through every one, every four-team division in history, and that was by far the lowest combined QB jersey number total that we could add up. Say important stuff. Might be low again now because we have a number nine on Bryce Young. And let's start there. I want to talk with you about a few things. I also want to take a minute here to um, talk about your Braves. You know, we got to get the Braves and Dodgers. Let's just Let's just cut the crap. Let's not even bother with the early rounds this year. Would they use are the two teams we want to see play each other? So let's we'll we'll get some insight from you on that. Perhaps even we'll have some time for some ACC talk. Um, but mm. now let's deal with the NFC South. But before we do that, I can't help myself. I have to talk to you about the <laughs> AFC love, South. I have I to do it because we're in you're in ACC country. So I got to ask you a question about this. Yeah. Am I crazy? That much like the Tennessee Titans two years ago, I announced this in late August, two years ago. I said the Tennessee Titans are not to be confused with being the best team in the AFC, but because they're in that bum division, they are going to have the best record. They are a great bet to get the number one seed. And those who listen to me got uh, got some nice loot in their wallet. A great a number, probably, like like 40 to 1, number. I would guess, yeah. Yes, it was a massive number at the time. Now, I feel the same about the Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguars, right? I mean, I don't think they're necessarily the best team, but... Tw- and then I, I Devil's Damashek can jump in before Brinson's even allowed to talk. <laughs> it also feels to me like the way to undo this excitement about the Jaguars having the best record is... The Kansas City Chiefs are in a diminished West. The Raiders mm. probably are not going to be good. And unless you're excited about the Broncos with Sean Payton, five and one seems plausible in the West. And that's a great head start to the Chiefs getting the number one seed again. Nevertheless, Jags, an interesting play. How say you? Uh, I agree completely. I also think if you are betting, and this is not a knock on Caesars or any other sports book who is putting the odds out. This is just how it's happened, right? The uh, so like golf outrights, they've with the post live and, and now it'll change. Hopefully they shrunk the top of the board. Right. And, and the same thing has happened with MVP. bets. like, it's insane. Justin Fields is 25 to one. Get out of town, man. Fields can't be 25 to one to win the MVP. He's on a team that won like three games last year. The odds of him winning MVP are like, are minuscule. Like they have to win like 12 games. You have to be the number one, you have to be the win your division to be like the number one seed in your conference to win MVP. That's why Trevor Lawrence to me, check is, is the best top of the board MVP because, and let's go back to the, this. This is part of the Jaguars point at the top of the board. Patrick Mahomes, I'm looking at Caesar, six to one. Joe Burrow, seven to one. Josh Allen, seven and a half. 
Justin, Jalen Hurts, nine. Herbert, nine and a half. So we haven't even gotten to 10 to one, and we already have two quarterbacks in the same division. The next guy at 14 to one, Lamar Jackson, same division as Joe Burrow. The next guy, Aaron Rodgers, 15 to one, same division as Josh Allen. The next guy, Trevor Lawrence, solo in his division. And then we get Tua, 22 to one. So we have every single division in the AFC, Sands, the AFC South, has two quarterbacks in the top 10 for MVP. So yeah. like it's it's going to be a dogfight in the AFC. And the Jaguars have the easiest schedule. They have Trevor Lawrence, who I get that people were out on him after the Urban Meyer year. Idiot, idiot city. This guy was one of the four generational quarterbacks of the last foot since 84 with Elway, Peyton, Luck, and, and, and then Sunshine. The offensive line is missing Cam Robinson for four games, maybe five since that second one, two back-to-back in London. But they got they got Walker Little and then the, the first-round pick that they're going to put on the right side. They've got Doug Peterson in year two with Trevor Lawrence. He's only going to get better. Doug Peterson is a That's professional the football point. coach. Yes. That's the important and point. And Calvin Ridley. Yes. They they plug in Calvin Ridley. That obviously should enhance the, the numbers that uh, that Lawrence puts up. And the key point is that you and I have covered at least for the last couple of few years is the scouts are not to be trusted. The the draft gurus are not to be trusted. It is a 60-40 hit rate. The great ones hit at it about 60%. What they don't get wrong is this quarterback is the best since. They, they yes. haven't gotten that wrong from Elway and Peyton and Luck. And, you know, here we are now with Trevor Lawrence. So this would be the first swing and a miss in our lifetime, literally. On this QB is definitely going to be great. No generational prospect that you wouldn't, if somebody calls you and asks you and offers you five future first round picks, you tell them no. Right. And, like, and I don't know. I don't know if Caleb Williams is that guy. Like I, I know people are in on it. Like let's, let's, let's have him play one more year before we have that discussion. But like Lawrence was that guy going into the draft. Luck was that guy going like literally uh, 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 Mike Holmgren, then of the Browns walks up to Ryan Grigson, then of the Colts while they're si- sipping lemonade. At the owners meeting in Phoenix at the pool pool side, what a what a scene that is, by the way. Those two gentlemen shirtless by the pool, the kibitzing over uh over, over draft and offers him his entire draft for Andrew Luck. And Grigson's like, no dice, dude. No chance. No chance in hell. I love those kind of, the, that would be a great list. The greatest trade offers ever made. Yes. I, I don't know if they are the stuff of legend, if you could actually get a proper uh, list of it but you know my favorite one ever is of course in 1984 the trade offers that were revealed for mario lemieux's draft rights yeah oh, right apparently it's insane right people just people literally offered their entire rosters the best trade offer i ever heard is all three stasny brothers for lemieux like <laughs> what was the matter to me if they're related <laughs> no i care if you give me if they yeah, think like, your bloodlines, what's, what's the, the, the gene pool has been chopped. I don't want all three of them. I want the best one. And then give me some other two guys, by the way, the, the next closest MVP candidate at Caesars in the AFC South. So it's either Anthony Richardson, I, I, unless mm-hmm. I skipped over Derrick Henry, which I don't, I don't think, think Anthony Richardson's going to win the MVP this year. Everybody. No, I don't think so either. Unless I, I could have missed Derrick Henry. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I, no, I didn't. The next closest one is Ryan Tannehill. At 125 to one, just in front of him is Sam Darnold. So like, and the Jaguars have, they, they have an, they have a really easy schedule. And it's also possible that the defense, like 
just for the MVP bet, the defense is not great, and Lawrence is slinging it everywhere. That's but right. if the defense, if the defense takes a little step forward, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's a great bet. Jaguars best record. I think you go best record. Certainly go uh, first overall seed in the AFC. Well, also in this age, like people get this weird amnesia and they have conversations in their brain about, I think Justin Fields is going to be good. And I think uh, you saw what he did last year. Like there's no reasonable path to him getting it unless you think the Bears are going to go, you know, at, to your point, they can't just have a good year. Either. 12 and have, five is like your bear. They would have minimum. to win the division bear. Yeah. I get the, you bring up uh, the mascot on purpose there. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. People do this. And it's the same thing with the Heisman stuff. Boy, that guy's electric. Yeah. But the team, if they go seven and five, there's no history that it would indicate right. that, that guy's going to win a, a, an individual award on a bum team, whether you think that's fair or not. Um, the other great play is, applying your logic here is Joe Burrow. Let's not overthink this. Joe Burrow has gotten over on Patrick Mahomes. We've seen that. It's plausible that he would have a better statistical year and at least finish even in terms of record. Um, The the Bungles uh, finishing with the same record as the Chiefs. And now you have a story there that this guy as at the height of his powers and what a year he had in the league of Mahomes. You got to give it to Mahomes to to Burrow this year. But yeah, I also like Herbert. I can't quit the Chargers entirely as much as I'm trying to. I do think Herbert is positioned to have a big year. If you don't like him for MVP based on the reasons we say that the Chiefs are in the way. And so if the Chiefs win the division, then Herbert's not going to win the MVP. Maybe offensive player of the year. I think he's going to have a huge year is my point. Yeah, I mean, with with Herbert, it is... Emory Hunt on our thing called him the uh, he calls him beach bod Matthew Stafford on, on the pictures <laughs> podcast, which he's basically calling him like an empty calorie quarterback. And Herbert's got massive numbers. And if he did, you got to win the division to win MVP. I think right. the last guy not to win the division to win MVP might have been uh, Adrian Peterson in 2013. Also, the last running back to win it. And that was, you know, he went for 2K off the, the ACL. Like he would win comeback player of the year and offensive player of the year in 2023 if he did that. Right. Um, and that's just where we've come. So, yeah, I, I think I think offensive player of the year. Good luck. Yeah. J- bottom line is look at, you know, the look at Super Bowl era history. You don't have to dig that far back, but just look at the the trends of the last 10 years. Uh, now I'm going to zig against that zag and say, look at the trends. Do you suppose that at the at the voter level with the MVP award, do you think I, I don't think they're embarrassed per se, but you do hear about like. Hall of Fame voters have have their thing about like you can't put too many guys right from one great team in. It's like because why? What's what's, what's the math on that? We 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 got to skim the mediocrity and find some pearl in there. Why wouldn't you just celebrate the the key players? Like why is Tory Holt not also through? in it's with insane. Tory Holt not in with Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Orlando Pace? It's like oh sorry, we've got four in. That's, that's too many. It. That's all we it's all we can do for the greatest show on turf. It's like the oh, this offense revolutionized like like the NFL and probably wouldn't have done it without Tory Holt, but oh no, 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 we already have four in. So that's that's all we can do for this. Case closed. Let's move on to our next dynastic. Like, what, what are we doing? Like you're you only like why are we capping it? It's the Hall of Fame. It's just whoever's great enough to be in there is fine. Like as long as they reach that level, go for it. Of course, of course. You're, yeah. This, this is, my is not helping I know, I know. me get you in and out of here in 25 minutes. I, I like it. By the way, I like that corporate has very clearly given like both of us an edict. And I don't know what corporate is, but just like you and I have been told, let's just tighten it up a little bit. And it's like, 
<laughs> so they're saying, let's put us both together and see if we can tighten it up. I will, I will do my best. You guys. This is going to be ahead. our victory. Yes, our victory right. together. And we're getting this, we're delivering this one in under 25 minutes or shame the devil. But before we, before we, before we do NFC South QBs, <laughs> now see you, you've piqued my interest with this talk. Let's see. Remember, um, Remember? Uh, uh, name that tune. Like yeah. I can do one better than you kind of, kind of logic. Like I can name that tune in, in five, four notes, three notes. Let's see. Who can give a hotter take? Oh, but mean it. That's the that's the trick. Okay, I, only you, only the man in the mirror knows if you're being honest about the 2023 season or about football. About as a whole? 2023 season. Okay. Let's go. I'll start us off. Okay, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens will finish under nine and a half wins and not make the playoffs. That is strong. I and I believe it. Okay, That's I, the I don't, trick. I don't, you got to believe it. Sure. The Green Bay Packers will find their third consecutive franchise quarterback and win the NFC North. Oh, I'm glad you added that second part because by itself, I don't think that counts as a hot take. I agree. I agree. Because they can go, we, we said this before the show, we're talking about this. It's like they could go seven and 10. Missed the playoffs, but Jordan loves the guy, and that's a good season. Great season, because that's what Rodgers had when he started. Six and ten, missed the playoffs, but they were like, Rodgers the guy, and then they win a Super Bowl shortly thereafter. But this NFC South, NFC North, man, wide open. I, I do like the Lions. I think the Lions are legit. I'm all over the place, except where the Bears are concerned. As a matter of fact, I don't well, this doesn't count as a, as a hotter take than either of the ones. I was just going to go with the Bears are ticketed for fourth place in, in their division. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, I but yeah, that's I not a hot take, though, right? right? Spaghetti is our thermometer here. They have the, the lowest win total, so I don't think so. That's not hot. That's not hot, right? To say that I think Justin Fields, at this point, we have talked ourselves into something about Justin Fields that has me feeling that he's not going to make it, but that he's it, we've gotten a little it's bit. A little, we've overrated him a little bit it, at this point. This is going to sound like a bad comparison, but it's a little Trey Lance-ish in the sense that like everyone's like Justin Fields, not, not, not like they're on the same level. Fields is produced, right? Fields has a thousand rushing yards last year, but it's like, what has Justin Fields done as a passer to indicate he is definitely going to come in and light this, light the league on fire? Like they upgraded the offense with DJ Moore, Nate Davis, Darnell right. Wright. Like the offensive line's better, but I mean, especially the preseason game, he threw those two balls like four. Like, I could have, I mean, like th those passes were not long. Is what I'm saying. Is I well, now see, I have to replace that Justin Fields one. Are we going to let that one go? You know what? Mm. I'm going to say it's good enough just because I want to hear what you come That's up fine. with next. Matthew Stafford will receive at least one. MVP vote in 2023. Holy hell, you're way <laughs> better at this game than I am. Well, let's That's not forget crazy. now. Now, Shaq, now, Shaq, you give out five votes. You got five, one through five now with the MVP. So he could get a fifth place vote from Pete Prisco because I gave Pete a hundred bucks to tack him on. <laughs> that, that, that can't actually happen. I'm kidding. Pete is a, is a, is a, a honorable gentleman who would never be bribed for MVP votes. But point being. I like that one. Okay, here we go. I think I think I've I think I'm in the right spirit here. Brock Purdy will be benched for at least one game, not because of injury, 
but because Ooh, of spicy. crummy to mediocre play. Yeah, but you need to add in who he's benched for. Well, it sure ain't Trey Lance, right? I mean, That's what I'm saying. Like, Brock Purdy is benched for performance for Sam Darnold. Like that. Then you add a little bit of juice to it. Here's the hypothetical that I floated about three months ago. And, you know, I think Vrabel and company there in, in Nashville probably are thinking like, no one's talking about us, but I can see a path for us to get into the playoffs. I don't know if the math with contracts and all that would have made any sense at any point, but get Ryan Tannehill to Kyle Shanahan and go to the Super Bowl. That would that would have been like among reasonable, obviously you're not going to get Justin Herbert, um, of guys right. like, okay, maybe at this age where he is, like he's probably a little undervalued. I bet you you could bring in Tannehill and get to the Super Bowl in the NFC with him. But that that's not the spirit of what we're talking about. I said Brock Purdy sits out a game because Shanahan's like, hey, we got to try somebody else under at that spot. It's the most important in football after all. I got, I got one for you that, that'll okay, good, good, knock good, your socks off. Good, good. The Atlanta Falcons, led by Bijan Robinson and a surprisingly uh, Ryan Tannehill-like performance from Desmond Ritter, finished with the best record in the NFC. Oh, my God. <laughs> your reaction. Oh my God! I know it's New Orleans where uh, where Blanche lives, but I'm getting the <laughs> too. So Derek Carr, I got close enough. Right same division, it. same division a, at least. But by the way, I, I wish I could tell you that I did that on purpose, but that is a perfect segue into the NFC South. If you I wanted. agree, I believe me. <laughs> you and I both looking to push it a little bit. You and I had the same thought. Go you, tempo. Let, just 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 to go back a second here. You remember the rules of this little game yeah. that I just cooked up here? You have to mean it. I, I do. So I've got the the, ch- the Atlanta Falcons yeah. are going to have the best, not not win the division, which is, you know, a, a hot take. Not crazy, but a hot take. They're going to have the best record in all the NFC. So here's the I, I did the I did. I we call it the Brinson model on the on the podcast. And it's a joke because it's really just me. I filled out. I didn't excel. See that automatically. The BM, right. Yeah, the BM. Right. TBM. Um, total BM. The, it automatically tabulates wins and losses. And I go through like, so for instance, like if I, you know, like I'm like, all right, Atlanta versus Carolina W for Atlanta automatically does, you know, whatever. And um, I went through and did every single team and then published it. And it, boy, did it get some heat on, uh, on the old social media, but I have the Falcons going 10 and seven in this, in this model Cowboys, 10 and seven lions with 10 wins the the only team in the NFC that I have with more than 10, more than 10 wins is the 49ers at 12. Hmm. And so like while I don't while I don't literally have the Falcons with the most wins, gotta make the I bet think, though. Right. It's a bet. It's like probably like 30 or 40 to one. The Falcons are getting a little more heat now than they were earlier. It's a it's a little concerning. I think that they're it's a little thin in the sense that they are probably gonna keep games. They're not gonna blow a bunch of teams out. But the defense has gotten a lot better. They bring in like Calais Campbell, David mm-hmm. Anamara. Um, they've got uh, Grady Jarrett still there. They brought in Bud Dupree. You know, you got AJ Terrell, you bring in, or AJ Terrell, or however you pronounce it. Jesse Bates is a stud. You bring in at safety. Like that defense has got enough to be league average. And Ritter, if he does this, like, again, Tannehill like kind of win games, convert third downs. Bijan runs really well. You got Pitts and Drake London there. Uh, bring back uh, Caleb McGarry and, and Chris Lindstrom. There's just, a, I don't know. 
Like, I think it's like Tennessee light where they pound the ball uh, a bunch and win 16 to 13 a ton. And you got to get lucky, but it's not crazy. I like that. And you know, the thing easiest, I've been saying, easiest schedule in the NFL too. You know, I I've been saying uh, as spaghetti and the regular listener out there can confirm, you know, not even before last season ended, um, did I decree that, you know, look, you have, if you have Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence, can, maybe, maybe Lawrence. Yeah. Fair point. If you have one of these cats, you can have flawed rosters. There yep. are a handful of guys that can obscure those other issues and just drag you to the playoffs. Um, and so I'm in on the bully ball method. The problem is, though, that with Arthur Smith, it feels like he has this severe um, philosophy that he's ready to lay on the NFL. And I think he is, to some degree, maybe damned by the fact that it's not that distinctive at this point. If you don't have that's to, a good if, point. If you don't have the pieces, if you don't just have the winning one-on-one pieces, like I'm not saying that bully ball doesn't work, but Lane Johnson is a dominator, and that's yep. a big part of why it works in Philly. And Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey with the poles and like I mean, like an athletic center. Yeah, you got to have all that. Right. Yeah. Just it, just the the same logic applies to like just because you have decided to pay a guy the same amount of money as Patrick Mahomes makes doesn't mean that that guy's going to play at Patrick Mahomes level. The same thing is like, we're going to do it like the Eagles did it. Like, okay, do you have the players as good as them? I don't know if you do, but I did like for what it matters. I'm one of these people who likes to look at the back half of a season the year prior. And I do think it is relevant as you look forward, especially if it doesn't take you uh, to a place like, Oh, they ended up winning the division. Now they have to deal with the first place schedule. Well, the and, there needs, are well and, there needs be, and there needs to be continuity too with that team where it's, and there is there in Atlanta, like they took what they had and then added some pieces around it. Right. Like that's in the second half. Yeah. Right. So I, I get where you're coming from and I, you know, I can't say, I, you know, I, I lean saints here. I know that's the boring pick here, but the saints will have a good defense again. And my biggest, the the biggest question to me is Dennis Allen. He has, he has yet, it's not like question. It's not like he's rich co-tight and has stunk like for two years, this has gone on now in a couple of stops and it's starting to look like who's the common thread in these two football situations. And I'm not talking about Derek Carr. It's like, what? Hey, Derek Carr and Dennis Allen back together again. Like, is that definitely a good thing? Did that work the (laughs) first time? Like, I don't know, but I do think Derek Carr should have a nice year. You know, it's interesting too. I don't know why I just thought of this. I should have, we talked about this on like earlier this week, but like people were like, Derek Carr has never had a top 20 defense in his career with the Raiders. But now that he's with Dennis Allen, it's like, uh, actually he was with Dennis Allen's defense before and he didn't have the top <laughs> 20 true, defense. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you're like, but now that he's with Dennis Allen Saints, he'll be good to go. It's like, well, he was. With you know, like it's it's not I I forget that too because we think and Dennis Allen. What does Dennis Allen have to do with Derek Carr? Like it's so they, weird. He who doesn't coach the offense. <laughs> like what, what do you everybody ever? You know the you know the twenty first century is all about narcissism and cynicism. Like you know how can I put a dent in you feeling good about yourself today? And maybe it's because there are one thirty second. Uh, it's fractioned up that at least there is one 
fan base out there, which adds up to millions of human beings who want to believe and are being optimistic. And so you always get pushback in which narrative the positive one breaks through. But as opposed to anything else under the sun, the Barbie movie or otherwise, uh, people have to denigrate. It's funny that the NFL draft and NFL free agency, people cannot denigrate those things. It's like, there's a great spot for Jordan Davis. Like best spot. Like, how do you know? What do you know? (laughs) How do you know he's going to get along with those guys? I mean, you don't know what's going to be. The best one of those going right now is that the people just completely ignore. It's like, Chet's fans have every right to be real excited about this. Like Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) the first thing he did when he walked into the facility was say, hey, that Joe Namath Lombardi is looking awfully, uh, awfully lonely. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, you haven't been to a Super Bowl in 13 years, man. And now you're 40. (laughs) <laughs> like a, right. the idea that like was do we, we we just have to all pretend that those things aren't true? Let me just like that's right. No like, best Jets situation in forever. Like I don't know that you know. Are we sure that this is the guy to resolve the, the fifty three well, like, years of no it was like, Super Bowl? But it was like kind of like justifiable for a hot minute there when it, it was we're like until last year really because it was like Tom Brady Bucks Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, Rams, Super Bowl, Russell Wilson, bro. Oh crap. And it's like, okay, like this, <laughs> right. this doesn't have to work out every single time. Like those two guys, and granted, like the Jets roster probably better than the Broncos roster, but maybe similar. You got these sort of unproven pass, young Pratt pass catchers who we like, but we don't know are elite talents. And I think Garrett Wilson's great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you're sort of kowtowing to the quarterback in a large, not sort of, you're totally kowtowing to the quarterback by giving him everything he wants. Russ, you want to have your own guy in the building? Take it away. Aaron, you want to have Randall Cobb, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, anyone you want, bring it on, pal. And then it's like, you know, got this great defense, got these pretty good receivers. The offensive line, no one's talking about this offensive line or how this offense is going to work. And by the way, the same guy is the play caller in both spots. So like, this is exactly... These are exactly the points that I make. We park our cars in the same garage where this is concerned. Absolutely. And lock the door because Jets fans are beating on it. (laughs) And also, listen, Peyton Manning loved to have guys. I think he has basically said, or at least his coaches said, that he's basically the offensive coordinator of these teams. And, you know, Roethlisberger brought in his guy for a few years before they finally came. Like, if you're a high end, you've earned the right to do that. But it's sure. pretty clear that Nate Hackett is there because Aaron Rodgers likes yapping with him about movies they, and stuff. It's not they, like, oh, they went and got Hackett to get Rodgers. Right. Like, they're, like, they're like, how do they like, we have to get Rodgers because we are hosed. We don't have a high enough pick because we actually won too many games last year. We can't go get a quarterback in this draft. Rodgers like only is like willing to come here and he wants out of Green Bay. Like the, 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 the game of musical chairs has stopped. And the only option we have left is Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm sure Joe Douglas, who's done a, a masterful job for the most part in, sure. in just completely overhauling that roster over the last three years or whatever it's been. Um, I do think that the that the musical chairs of like, can Dalvin Cook equal two thirds of a, a good offensive, three fifths of a good offensive line? Like you can, keep, you can keep changing those parts. What's done is done now on the issue that you didn't solve this offseason. You know, that that's well, the way like Dwayne Brown's 37 or whatever he is. And it, 
Makai Becton, I don't know what he's going to be at this point. You know, that's the issue. Yeah, they're loaded up, it seems, except at, at arguably the second most important position group out there. Well, and the other question is like, like I love Dalvin Cook. I've loved him since he left FSU, loved him with the Vikings his entire career. Um, he's older. He's on a prove-it deal, so yeah, it could work out. But you're going to end up probably cutting one of these three guys on the back end, um, whether it's uh, the... Um, Abanacanda, Carter... Uh, Abanacanda was who I forgot. Reece or my Ball, guy, Bam Knight. And yeah. I forget who else. Bam, Bam Knight from NC State. So you got Michael right. Carter from Carolina, Abanacanda, or Donovan Knight. One of those three guys is probably going to get cut. Those are young, talented running backs. For Like, did you really want to sign Dalvin Cook? Or did the guy who took a big pay cut who wants another star in the building to talk about on hard knocks? Well, he's talking about what a leader he is. Welcome you in, Dalvin. You got it. And by the way, I've denigrated uh, old A-Rod quite a bit over the last couple of years. Sure. I found him so winning, you know, on camera. And he, he doesn't he seem like he'd be a cool guy to hang out with? Super so he's, he's, made, he's letting America know that. I'll tell you that much. He's a leader who who'd loved you'd love to have a beer with this leader. He just he can't stop leading. You want more cynicism from Dave on, on yes. Rogers here? Spaghetti's heard me say it, but you'll hear me say it now. It's not a coincidence that he made it very clear that he did not want hard knocks to happen. 100%. So before hard knocks goes live, there's some negotiation going on there. Like we're going to make you look good, Aaron. And like, okay, yeah. if you're going to treat me right, then I'll play ball. So, you know, like people who have always said reality shows are fake. Like, this isn't a full on reality show, right? Where we're, he's being nice and he's, he, to his credit though, he's putting on a good show. And I, I'm not saying he's a fraud as a, you know, the guys don't actually like him and everything. But I do think that the DC is a little bit much with like, he's ours. Look at that. Look at that, guys. He's ours. He's our, like, all right. He said, nobody's got this effing guy. We've got this effing guy. He's like, you, we're getting smoked out here in practice, but look, let's relax. It's not because we're not good. It's because we, we got this effing guy. It's like, well, I mean, like, like six or seven other teams have that effing guy and they're all in the AFC. So bad news for you, pal. It's well, now see that brings us. See, I had the opportunity about 11 minutes ago when you said this is a perfect transition <laughs> and I didn't take it. But that was a but good segment. But it is, it is the thing I keep saying. Yes, the Jets look good if you just look at the Jets. The Dolphins look good if you only look at them and the Chiefs and uh, the Bills and the Ravens and, 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 these teams are all in the same conference and there are only seven playoff slots. And by the way, four of them are claimed and it doesn't have to be that you're one of the four best teams. You just have to be the best of the four in your division. So there could be two teams that aren't even two of the seven best that are claiming one of those spots. So you're really talking about three spots. If you assume the chiefs are going to win their division. Now you're down to right out of the gate. Now you're talking about two slots are going to be available. Anyway, you get the math on all that. I don't even well, know. And, and don't don't sleep on the fact, and I think this is really unlikely, Dave, but like what if the Jaguars are the best team in the AFC, but they also split with Tennessee. So they go one and one there. And the Colts with a rookie quarterback and the Texans with a rookie quarterback are the two worst teams in football. And they right. they get swept by the Titans and the Jags. And all of a sudden the Titans are like a nine or 10 win team that is second place in their. I mean, like that's really unlikely. I don't think it's going to happen. But they have Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, and nobody's talking about that. Like, what if they steal a wild card spot from one of these other teams that we're just assuming is getting it? Something right. two really good, or the Steelers are great and they steal a spot. And like two or three of these teams that have 
elite quarterbacks are just sitting at home in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tick through, rank the AFC quarterbacks, and then you will see you have a lot more than seven names there and understand that at least the the seven best are not definitely going to the playoffs. Well, the, the I'm not seven- sure about Pittsburgh. But if they're going to get into the playoffs, but I think they're definitely getting the double digit wins. So they're going to be a factor in the playoff race. So, but I mean, like the seven are, it's, it's if you go Mahomes. Kenny Pickett wouldn't be in your top six yeah. or eight QBs. Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Rodgers, and then Burrow, uh, Lamar, right? So that's your six where it's like those guys are like the guys. And then attack on Lawrence if you want. That's if that's your seven. That is the seven. And you're telling me that no, this is, this is going to be that easy in the AFC this year. You know, football, as we know it, every year, simple to predict, simple to guess as to who's going to succeed and who's going to fail. Certainly, Dave, we already know exactly who is going to make the playoffs in the AFC. There's no reason to play it out. There can't be anyone else to spoil this. I mean, get real, oh, guys. It's, it's going to be great. And I just want to set my expectations low because of how mighty the AFC is. I've asked this question to others. I'm going to ask it to you and then shame the devil if we don't get to the NFC South. Is this AFC right now, as constituted, the single toughest year you've ever seen on a piece of paper in the 57 years of the Super Bowl era? Quickly, 78-ish or wait, you know, 75-ish. The Dolphins are still good. 76-ish, let's say. Raiders are great. Patriots are great. Dolphins are still good. Steelers are mighty. But there are some bum teams. There's some abjectly yeah. atrocious teams. 90s NFC, far yeah, 90s Packers, NFC, right. Young's uh, Niners, Aikman's Cowboys. But again, top heavy. I don't, the Giants were good. You know, there were some decent teams. I, I mean, like, there are like maybe two garbage teams in the, in the AFC. I mean, I think that every single, t- like, I have a hard time finding an AFC team that's not going to be a problem. It's just like, that's how the NFL is now, too. Like, the, the NFL was not about parity back then. It is about parity now. Like, the yeah. Colts, the Colts could stink this year. I don't think they'll be very good, but they're probably going to win five or six games at minimum and be a pain in the ass for every single AFC team that they have to deal with. Like, the Jaguars and Titans and Texans aren't going to blow out the Colts. I got this young athletic freak show quarterback, there'll be blowouts along the way, but um, the chiefs can lose to uh, the the Texans, right? Or I mean, we didn't even mention the Browns who have Deshaun Watson, who is a former all pro or like pro bowl quarterback. And you know, all this stuff aside, anyway, that was not a short answer. But I don't know. Yes. How to, I, I think that the, the Ravens are overvalued and I don't think anybody has a great sense of the Browns. They right. are the big X factor of that division, at least, they could yeah. be good. They could be an eleven. Would it be crazy if they were an eleven-win team? No. That Browns roster, if Deshaun Watson plays halfway decent, I don't think it's a great indication that he's mixing it up on social media with yeah. guys who say like he didn't play well in the scrimmage the other day, and he's like, L, you know, lol. That's cap. what you're involved. Yeah, if that's what you're involving yourself in, I, I. I, yeah. That is a red flag as far as I'm concerned. By, okay. by the way, by the way, one more thing with the AC, I'll be done. I promise. Drew Dinsick, really smart guy. He's at Whale Capper on Twitter. He loves the Steelers for um, most, I think it's most wins in the NFL this year. Like 50 to one. Very sharp football better. Loves it. I think it's a good look. I'm closing in on somewhere between, but you know, you hear about what's Taren your number? Armstead. You give out the number yet? I'll give out my number when it's time to give it out and not a moment before. 
You don't come at me about this. There's a mid-August still. Not going to happen before September. I can tell you that, friend. As you you should. I don't know what's going to be. The Jets should cool it, too, with all their attention suck stuff. Now, listen. I feel that I'm going to... I don't know what injuries could happen. So I'm not going to say it very loudly. I think the very, very low end for the Steelers team is 10 wins. I'm thinking about 11. I may go all the way up to 12, but I don't know yet because I don't know who's going to be healthy. And so this is a foolish conversation to have. But what I do need from you is a hard and fast answer on this as we put together our pessimistic parlay, our list of no playoffs for you teams. Mm. If you can get those many as six and you combine them all on the no playoffs list, the payout will be gargantuan for other people's failures. Give us one name of a football team that you guarantee is not going to the playoffs. You can take um, the low-hanging fruit if you want. No, uh, to the low-hanging fruit? If you want to. So it doesn't, so it doesn't matter. Any six teams is going to do... Oh, really? The Cardinals Give me well? one team that's not going to the play. You know what? We're, we're going to build, build six then, okay? I'll, no, no, I'll, no. I just want one Brinson name that will definitely not make the playoffs. Um, man, I want to go something crazy, but I don't want to... Okay. Don't blow it, though. That's the thing. Uh, it's hard to get uh, the six. I guarantee you... This is a diabolically difficult exercise. Oh, I agree. It's really hard. I mean, I think I would take either, if I was like trying to be spicy, I would take the Jets or the Dolphins. Well, and like, well, but the Cardinals are definitely not making the playoffs. I mean, that's okay. If, I'm going to give you that one because I want you to, to okay. I don't want you to feel bad in, uh, at Christmas time sitting around, what's wrong, Will? Why aren't you happy? Like, I screwed <laughs> up Sheck's pessimistic parlay back in August. All right. Let's the Jets are only, it. dude, the Jets are only plus 120 to miss the playoffs. That is weird. Only, you say? Yeah. I mean, I like that. I mean, plus 145 for the Ravens to go under That's nine and a half is, that to me is 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 a great one. Like okay. It. As we go to NFC South, Offensive Rookie of the Year, you mentioned Bijan, your faith in these Falcons. So what's your play here, Offensive Rookie of the Year? Bijan Robinson, three to one, Bryce Young, plus 450 Kendra Miller 40 to one those would be the the most prominent options for you in the NFC South well I would humbly suggest that my continued beating of the drum that Bryce Young is going to be the offensive rookie of the year uh has lowered his number from five to one down to 450 over at Caesars which we use for the pick six podcast and the reason why if you look at it Justin Herbert six and ten do you know who he beat out for offensive rookie of the year well sorry actually Kyler Murray Five, ten, and one. Do you know who he beat out for offensive rookie of the year? I'm trying to think of Josh Jacobs, eleven hundred fifty okay. rushing yards. Incredible season for the Raiders. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, beaten. I blew it. Wow. I was going to say Justin, Justin Jefferson, fourteen hundred thirty three receiving yards. Check beaten out by Justin Herbert, who went six and ten. You ain't got to be great in terms of the record as the quarterback. You just got to be good and look the part. Bryce Young will do that. That's great because I that's why I started to say earlier to you when I mentioned the Hall of Fame voters, don't you think they have some sense of like among themselves? Like it's pretty transparent, fellas. We keep voting for a quarterback for NFL MVP and there are all those other positions just once. If anybody deserves it, we should try to give it to somebody else. So people stop saying that all the time because it does kind of reveal what's obvious sure. uh, that it's a QB thing at this point. 
Maybe they try to give it to somebody else, but that's funny that that also applies. To it it always happens. It year. always happens the final four or five weeks of the season where it's like, well, there's not, nobody's really emerged. It could be jo- Jonathan Taylor. And then it's like Patrick Mahomes has five great weeks and it, it seems stupid. And also like, I mean, I, I think that the, I think that the voters by and large, like Pete Briscoe's like, it's a quarterback league. Quarterbacks matter. Quarterbacks is how you win. It's just gotta be a quarterback award. And I would tell you, Shaq, that I would bet these voters, these media members, sometimes sycophants. Actually, I won't point this out because I think that I think it was well. I forgot. Oh, it's podcast. pointed. You just oh, called Frisco po- sycophant. Okay. I think I don't want to. I th- and I would say this in 2013, Adrian Peterson wins the MVP. Do you know who was robbed that year of the MVP? Jamal Charles. No, sir. One. Is it 2000, 2012 when Adrian Peterson won? I'm sorry. 2013, Peyton Manning won it. 2012, Peyton Manning should have won it. He was the best player his first year with the Broncos. He was incredible. And Adrian Peterson goes bananas down the stretch, rips off a 2,000-yard season. Peyton Manning comes back from four neck surgeries, four neck surgeries, and has this incredible season in mile high and doesn't win the award because Adrian Peterson on a bum knee took the Vikings to like an eight win or nine, like it was an eight, I think they were eight and seven and made the playoffs as a wild card. And he wins the award. Like they got like a, who did they have? Who's their quarterback that year? God bless it. It was, um, I I was, it would have been Ponder, right? No, no, it was Ponder. Ponder got benched somewhere. Ponder got hurt. That's 2011. Yeah. But the point being is Peyton Manning got robbed. And I don't know if those media members heard something from Peyton about it. He should have given them lip about it. I would have it too if I was Peyton. But I think that since that moment, they are hesitant to make the move to give it to like a Christian feels McCaffrey. like a bad look. Yeah, I, I, okay, I hear you. But here's the concern with Bryce Young that a lot of people floated. And I was watching pick six, as a matter of fact, and you had a uh, a neat reference to avian bird syndrome. <laughs> I did have that. So I, I, I tip my cap to you. I was pondering the whole season. You were right. I'm sorry. Um, But the, I mean, isn't that the question? Like, I, I the thing that is strange, it's funny that you would mention that because I'd forgotten about that reference, but that's what I'm getting at the last couple of few weeks about the two of cynicism. Like, do you think he has a softer skull than other guys? Like, I mean, <laughs> right. I get that he's slight, but he's not, he's on the smaller side of NFL QBs, but he's not the only one at this point. There are a lot. And, you know, if you think it's an issue for the Miami dolphins that Tua keeps getting hurt, then obviously you have to assume Bryce young is in some mm. peril as well. Right. I mean, well, I, like, I don't know what the math is like, to his brain is more susceptible to getting bruised than Bryce Young's. I mean, that doesn't well, make any sense. I saw somebody on NFL network and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to not call him out. I just can't remember exactly who it was. Um, I want to say it was like Mark. Anyway, Sessler. Did, what's that? Mark Sessler. <laughs> may, yes. Sess, it was, no, 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 it was a, it was a, it was somebody on a bigger show than that. Um, <laughs> and was it Greg Rosenthal? I mean, I could have been me. No, no, I don't no, know. I say a lot of stuff. I say a lot of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Brady was great. Yeah, no, Belichick's a great coach. Oh man, I miss those guys. I haven't hung out with them for too long. Um, was texting with old Rosie recently, but um, anyway, somebody it was like Mitchell. Yeah, do you see about the Jets? We got our guy, best year ever for the Jets. I'm all in on him. Let me get my hair just so before we start to talk. Hey, the boss, your day is over. You're fired. 
<laughs> it's my jet year. That's a, that's Dan Hansis. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's I knew you figured out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Anyway, they, but they were like, I want to, and then you heard this all over the place. I want to, I want. Belichick's still a better coach than Robert Solis. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I want to see Bryce Young get hit. That's what I want to see. Can Bryce Young handle being hit? Can he be hit? I know that this is, is your it? big point, but so what? What does that have to do with anything? So what? So of course, he, so he survived getting sacked. I got news for you. He's going to get sacked again, too. That's what I'm and saying, I maybe it's this- like. But like people are like, I need to see if this guy can get hit. He's like, he played college. He's played football his whole life. He's always been hit. Like, it's not like he's like, and great, NFL hits are bigger. I just think it's like the Tua thing is not about Tua having a softer. It's about the issue is that the NFL, because they had a protocol in place that was incorrect and allowed Tua to come back too quickly. And then he gets knocked out again. They completely changed the protocol where if you get hit and you get it, you, if you have concussion, like symptoms in a game now, you're out, you're done for the game. It's changed everything. You can't skip a drive or two drives or three plays and come back. You're out for the whole game. Like if Joe Burrow looks concussed, he's out for the game and that changes the outcome of the entire game. And I think with Tua in particular, because he was the guy who caused that to change. If he suffers another concussion in a game and it's like an ugly one, there's going to be this, you know, it's like CNN descends on Miami and, and has to have a national conversation about mental health and, and like, and then like actual brain health and, and whatnot. And, and then you have like, can the Dolphins mental really, health. can the guy really bring to, can the Dolphins bring to a back like the next week or like six weeks later? I think that's the issue. I don't know, like Dr. Phil's getting involved in this. Yeah. Now. I don't think he has any role in Bryce Young or, or two. Two is, uh, yes. But, but okay, I, I guess I'm picking up. Here's the thing. The math is like people want it to be one or the other. Like, no, the players are what matters. No, no, it's the coaches that matter. And obviously the truth is somewhere in between. And I think the Carolina Panthers are an interesting case study in this regard. You got a QB who you know has the goods, the undersized uh, aspect of them notwithstanding. But I don't love the roster. I think what's what's funny, and I, I always would say this about the Matt Rule era, is like the first draft that he went through was just all defense. You know, he's yeah. this offensive wizard. It's like, well, I got that side of the ball. Just just take care of me on the other side. And that's what they went said about doing. I think the residue of the Rule era is weirdly that they should have a really good defense. Um, and my question is like, oh, well, okay, I don't love those skill positions. I don't know how long Terrence Marshall's going to have to sit down for, but yeah. it's underwhelming what, Bryce for sure to work with out there but I also think that if you're uh not a great OC you don't scheme wide open options for your quarterback right whereas with the staff they have you would think if coaching matters then that should reveal itself in Carolina despite the mediocre to bad you know weapons that you have which I think largely are overstated in the NFL anyway yeah so so I think to that point I think what Carolina is was actively doing this offseason was not trying to become explosive, like try, not trying to find explo- cheap, explosive downfield weapons, right? Like they lose DJ Moore and you bring in Jonathan Mingo, the rookie who's the second round pick from Ole Miss. And like, that's great if he turns into a really good player and, and the returns have been good early on. Right. And you hope Marshall, who was left over, remember he was Joe Brady's guy from LSU sure. and Joe Brady was fired quickly. But what they wanted, I, I, as I understand it, they wanted in Hayden Hurst and Adam Thielen, People, people are killing Adam Thielen. This guy's dust. He's dead. They wanted guys who are going to catch the ball mm-hmm. and run the routes that they're supposed to run without any nonsense, any garbage, any any mistakes. 
10 yards and in or 15 yards and in and allow Bryce Young in this off with this offensive line. They know could be questionable in terms of pass protection. My guy, Iki Aquanu, who's a great run blocker, but has not been fantastic at pass protection so far in his career. They wanted to have these weapons who were, would be safety valves underneath. And you saw like on his first pass play, right? Icky gets beat, confused by a stunt that the Jets run. And Bryce Young reads two options to his left. They're not open enough where he can throw it. Immediately turns and fires an eight-yard hit to Adam Thielen on the right side. And I think that's sort of like what the offense might be, which is like, okay, Bryce. And Bryce took a big hit. But it's like, you're going to have a little bit of time. We don't know how much time, how it depends on this offensive line. We want to make sure there's some safety valves underneath to keep this kid from getting absolutely destroyed. I, yeah, that logic stands. And it's funny that then given that what you just said about this team in general and supported by complimented by the much uh, mythologized and coveted uh, complimentary defense and offense. I do think that kind of uh, has a chance of working out there in Charlotte. But then you talk about the Atlanta Falcons and they're a- an interesting play too. I think I am going to go boring. And when we talk about that, like, the least under the most underwhelming coaching staff is in new Orleans. And yet I'm going to ride the the quarterback in the quarterback lead here. I'm going to take the saints at plus one Oh five. You're taking the Falcons at plus two thirty. The Panthers are behind them at four to one and the bucks at eight to one. I, I love pointing out because maybe the jets have just done this. If the jets were to win a super bowl, it would be a different thing. But the last two teams that went mercenary, has it worked out for you? Did it work in Tampa? Was that a great period for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Do you look back in 20 years and go like, that was the best this franchise? I think the Bucs and the Rams when you took the other guy, when you took the, when you took the Foxborough legend, that felt good for you when, when that's how you won a Super Bowl. I think, I think the Bucs and Rams are like, F it. We'll sign for, we'll sign for those Super Bowls. I don't think the Rams, I bet you the Rams wouldn't do it in hindsight. I think you take, Rams, you take the Super Bowl, Shay. you take the Super Bowl, you take the Super Bowl. Didn't didn't make a dent in Los Angeles. It didn't just, win yeah, a generation of fans, yeah. I don't feel like. I think yeah. the Chargers are creeping up on them. Okay, so you're taking the Falcons there. I'm taking Falcons. I'm I would bet the Falcons and the Panthers to win the NFC South. I think that's the move because both. Okay. Yeah. Like I think because I just think there's value with and if the Saints win it, the Saints win it, I'm screwed. Um, but like I think Falcons and, and Panthers, you got good enough value on both of those. You bet those where it's like four to one and three to one. And then I would take for ranking the quarterbacks, Bryce Young first. You're going Bryce Young. Well, that's a, it's a great debate. Obviously Des Ritter is not a factor. Neither is uh Baker Trask. Um, the um, so it comes down to vet and not just not, we're not talking about the guy who, started some games in new Orleans previously, the red rifle. We're not talking about like steady hand veteran. We're talking about a guy who's got a live arm in Derek Carr. And, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, Adams and I guess, you know, never had Adams and Waller and all that fully ready to roll, but you know, a case at least can be made that this is as loaded up in offense as he'll get to play in with a good defense and all that. I mean, if we're talking about three year, window then I would take Bryce Young but we haven't seen Bryce Young do anything and stop referring to exhibition games they're civil war reenactments you didn't see anything and it, or if you did you should ignore it what you saw from Bryce Young has no matter come September who cares what he did did he not get hurt like that talk about damning with faint praise like he took a hit 
Will Brinson's here to tell us all that uh, Bryce Young got a hit and he got back up. Like, that's the big takeaway from preseason. Fact, give me Derek Carr with a chip on his shoulder to boot. I yeah. think Derek Carr is my number one. You're going Bryce Young. I'll, I think we flip our two. We answers. flip there, right. and then it's like, I'll take I'll take Dez over Baker in terms of games one, but I think you could easily plug Baker into the fa- into the Falcons and Dez on the Bucks, and you would you would flip them there. It's like basically one, two, three, A, three B. Well, but like I say, and like we talk about, if they're you know if Dez is running that mesh and everything, and is keen at picking up whether he should keep it or take it, and Bijan Robinson's on his hip there. Then yeah, I'm with I, you know, I doesn't make Des a great QB, uh, you know, for you know, in store for a dozen years of great NFL success. But I could see exactly what you're kind of laying out there that that would, um, that that could be a one season difficulty to to try and slow that offense down. I'm gonna go over the eight and a half with the Falcons here. Yes. I hear your noise on that. And the Saints, and I'm not knocking the Panthers to say seven. Somebody's got to lose games, of course. You can, it, it, and the Buccaneers are going to be bad and well under six and a half, I think. That, so I'll yes, go I, over I'm, Falcons to get to nine, 10, Saints to get to 10 to take the division. Panthers come in at seven, Buccaneers come in with like, you know, three or four wins. Flip the Panthers and the Saints, and, and we're on the same page on all those teams. Okay. Uh, so we both then. Well, I have the Saints making the playoffs at minus 180. You have the Falcons at even money getting in. Yep. Any wild cards out of the division? Oh, I think I got Panthers and Falcons both making the playoffs. Oh, both. I, I thought yeah, I, knew, I heard yeah, you yeah, say yeah. Both well, I would playoffs. bet them both okay. to win the division because I think it's like the numbers are good enough. Oh, I did can, hear you're right. Okay. You can do the math, right. but I I think because I think both will make the, the playoffs. So I would bet, I would bet, I would like sort of exact a box those or something. I like that. And and if the, if the Saints are good, then I lose it all. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. Derek Carr can jam me in a locker for one more year. It's not, I mean, but the Falcons aren't going to go to the Super Bowl and the Panthers aren't going to go to the Super Bowl. But I could see if it weren't for Dennis Allen, at least like 35 to one might be fun in the, in a soft NFC to put something on those Saints. I don't no, I'm good, but, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Because of Derek Carr, this is. This well, is for Dennis you and Allen Derek too. I think I don't buy the coaching staff without Sean Payton. I mean, it was seven to 10 last year. All right. Very quickly. I mean, you have my apologies, but you could also you be don't have less to apologize interesting to me. and less verbose. You could be, you could also, you could just give me more monosyllabic kind of responses. And then we wouldn't keep finding ourselves in this spot. So <laughs> real true. quick. Both our teams, once again, if I'm not mistaken, this is where we were a year ago. Your Wolfpack, my Panthers, again, underrated a little bit, both with season win totals of seven. At least there's a plus next to you. At least there's a minus next to my team. You're getting plus money on NC State to go over uh, over seven. Do you agree or or are you going to be optimistic here and go over here? Optimistic for sure. Brennan Armstrong transfer from Virginia reunited with his old offensive coordinator, Robert Anai, plus his offensive line coach, Garrett Touje, who are now at NC state. Uh, I think that this offense will be a lot better than people expect. And our defense um, uh, was top 10 in the country last year, maybe, and should be pretty good this year as well. So yeah, very optimistic about it. Can't wait for playoffs. Jun- playoffs junior to break my heart in uh, stores, Connecticut in, in two weeks from today. Oh, final four, Devin Leary's uh, cats. 
play in the wolf pack. Oh, it'll be grand stuff. Mm. And on the other side of the leisure, it'll be uh, Phil Jerkovic coming in. Key, key on Slavis. He didn't work out. <laughs> he didn't work out in Pittsburgh. You know, he didn't uh, do so good. We thought he was going to be real good. But Phil Jerkovic, he's from Pittsburgh. He knows what it's all about to play ball there <laughs> on the banks of the Three Rivers. I mean, seven, what, what are we talking about? Seven. He's paying. I it's one thing to have one nice year. I, I'd be more cynical about TCU than I would about the Pitt Panthers. Right. These anyway, stalwarts we, of football, American football. You, you can be a wise if you want to be, but let me tell you something. They keep getting to double digits here. Go through their schedule and you tell me where they're coming, where where anybody's cooking up them coming in at seven and five. Wow, yeah. that, that's not on the that's not in the cards. I'm I'm sorry to tell you, Clemson and Florida State, and that's right. We now reside up there with you and Will Welcome is one of the ACC fans, which should be for another six months at least. And then, <laughs> That's right. Then it will be no matter. Last thing, you excited about the Braves or nervous? Plus 145 oh. to get to the World Series. I said earlier, I feel like it's an interesting collision here. The 90s Braves are what the 21st century Dodgers are, which is by far and away the best team in the in the league. And yet they almost they have almost zero titles yeah. to show the, having the title the recent title makes me a lot less nervous about the Braves now where it's sort of like Phil Mickelson or, or Andy Reid right wins his first Super Bowl Phil wins his first major it's like all right monkeys off my back let's rip that's some right. off I think that's, that's where the Braves are okay so you're so you feel availed of any pressure the Dodgers Absolutely. remain so you're taking them the Dodgers there two to one red hot let's just do that series forget i don't need i don't need to see the giants play or the phillies play and i don't need anyone in the central to play come back next year brewers when you're when you're in better form we just want the braves and dodgers best of nine i say let's do that that, that, that'll make up for the lost games uh will brinson we'll worry about baseball some other time football is here the irish and the midshipmen will be kicking off before we know it then the pro fellas will do it just stop watching this preseason game and making opinions like that forming opinions off of what you see there don't you know it's lying to your eyes come on man and go get a haircut too would you it's always fun check <laughs> what a pleasure the pick six Check it out. It's available Monday through Friday. It's as good as it gets if you like football talk. Brinson's head of hair. There is better out there. Um, but again, doesn't matter Not here. Great stuff, Brinson, as always. Let's uh, let's kibitz again at some point during the season, eh? Anytime, Dave. Anytime. Always a pleasure, my friend. He is always there. He always says yes. Whenever I hit him up, I always appreciate that. The great Will Brinson. And now a quick break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Spaghetti, as he goes away, I I mean, who wins now in the head-to-head? Nick Costas just a week ago, I think he made a strong case for his 2023 Shecky Award as our favorite. But then Brinson, he's so, he's so charming, and he didn't call either one of us a clown like Costas did a week ago. 
Well, I, I can't give out an award yeah, yet. Yeah, you can. Uh, I can't because I have to. It's based on their predictions. Uh, Nick was purely um, NFC East centric, New York centric. Obviously, had his Yankees ran too, which I, I do agree with. And I, I think, you know, Will said off air that he has the Giants hitting the under as well. I just don't see it that way. I just think if you're going to go based on their schedule and pick games, you think they're going to win. I think there is definitely an argument to be made that eight wins at minimum uh, to go over the seven and a half is very, very, very easy. I think there are some teams that um, that were kind of overhyping that I don't really buy into. And um, if the Giants get lucky and steal a game uh, or two from the Eagles or the Cowboys, I think you're they're really sitting pretty there. So uh, I think it's all based on their predictions. I mean, Will, uh, you know, he's made a lot lot of bold prediction this pod i was as we heard especially within the nfc south if he connects on any of those i think just based on the pure boldness uh, i may have to give it to will but i am you know open invitation to costas and will to come back on and and to battle it out maybe we need a head-to-head to to settle all hash there last thing just give me your one word answers to these since i couldn't help myself and we ended up going an hour here your pick for the nfc south um, boring pick. It's going to be the Saints. Okay. So we park our cars in the same garage. And that means I assume you're going over the nine and a half wins too. So there you have those picks. There's our NFC South preview for you. Our ranking of the QBs in that division. The time was gay as ever with Will Brinson. As we say, make sure you're checking out the pick six podcast. You're not just doing him a favor. You're doing yourself one. And as far as that goes, we appreciate you subscribing and spreading the good word about minus three. Please keep doing that. Hit us up with all your thoughts. Minus three pod on Twitter and on all social media. And we'll be back after the sports weekend. Get back to you on Monday, by which time we hope every pro football player remains in good health. That's the thing with preseason. Just don't get hurt. That's the main thing. We'll see where we are on the other side of the weekend. Until then, for Brinson and Eddie Spaghetti, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.